Would you look at that? Damn, I look good. What's up, everybody? It's me, Stephen Money. It's football season, and I want you to know that you can bet on me, the STN Sports app. So sign up today and get started with me, the local favorite. TickPick should be your first choice to buy football tickets because they save fans money by never charging any service fees ever. TickPick is the exclusive ticketing partner for Vegas Nation and Blue Wire Network. Vegas Nation sponsored by Station Casino's STN Sports. Download the app and get a bonus up to $100 when you sign up. You're listening to Vegas Nation. Time to get it started with First and Ten with Vinny Bonsignor and Sam Gordon. What's good, Raider Nation? Welcome back to Vegas Nation. First and Ten, your weekly go-to for Raider news and analysis. I'm Vinny Bonsignor. Uh, and in one second, I will bring in our great co-host, uh, Sam Gordon, also from the Las Vegas Review Journal. But before we get to that, I just want to say that today's show is presented by Station Casinos, STN Sports, and brought to you by Blue Wire Tick Pick. Sam Gordon, how are you doing, my friend? Maybe I'm doing well. How are you? Uh, I am doing good. Um, not as good right now, unfortunately, as uh, the Raiders in one area. Now, uh, in another area, they're doing uh, good. They rebounded from uh, a really tough stretch, Sam, uh, to win two straight games. And in doing so, uh, they have regained full control of their playoff destiny. If they win the next two games against the Indianapolis Colts on Sunday and the Los Angeles Chargers uh, a week from Sunday over at Allegiant Stadium, they're in the playoffs. That's the good news. The bad news is uh, they woke up to um, some COVID-19 wrath on Monday as six defensive players uh, including Casey Hayward, Denzel Perryman, uh, Corey Littleton, KJ Wright, um, among others, uh, Darius Phylon, uh, all ended up on the COVID-19 list. Uh, that's a good chunk of the Raiders' defense right there. Uh, we're going to explain how those players can get back potentially by Sunday, but you know, at this point and the way things are uh, in the NFL, um, it's it, you, the Raiders have to plan – uh, almost for the worst case scenario that they're not going to have those. Guys. Yeah, no question. This is, I mean, this December, Vinny, I mean, what a, what a crazy month with just the number of, of COVID uh, tests, positive tests and, and guys being put on uh, the reserve, not just, obviously not just with the Raiders, but around the NFL. Uh, it's, I mean, the, the numbers are, are, and it's just kind of one of those things where every team in some way, shape or form is having to deal with it. And, you know, the Browns, as we know, had to deal with it when the Raiders played them a couple of weeks ago. And now the Raiders are in a similar position. And, uh, and that's, that's just kind of where it is. That's where we're at, not only in the NFL, but as a, as a society, as a world right now. And it's about adaptability, flexibility, and finding a way to, to get through this as safely as possible, which I'm sure the Raiders are, are trying to do this week, which you and I are doing with our respective careers. And, and that's kind of where we're at. So it's ideal, many by any means, especially when you're going to go play a very, very good Indianapolis Colts team that's rolling, that's playing its best football of the year um, at the right time. So like you said, um, there are ways these players can get out of these protocols and go watch, watch you detail those right now. Uh, yeah. Okay. So uh, uh, on, on a positive uh, note, uh, every player that tested positive yesterday for the Raiders with uh, is fully vaccinated. Um, so that changes the dynamics in terms of uh, the return um, it, it, in contrast uh, had they not been uh, vaccinated, they would have missed a minimum of 10 days, which would have certainly taken them out of Sunday's game. Uh, no ifs, ends, or buts. Uh, however, uh, they were vaccinated. So uh, as a result, there is a path back 
uh, for all of these guys uh, by Sunday. And there's three different ways that you can uh, do that. And, um, you know, put on your medical hats uh, <laughs> and, uh, and and follow with me. Um, I got, I got the, the stethoscope on. There you go. Uh, one of the, um, one of the, uh, uh, ways to do it is, uh, uh, two PCR tests that are either negative or have a CT value of 35 uh, or greater, uh, one or one PR PCR test that is either negative, uh, or has a CT va- value of 35 or greater and a negative MESA test test, uh, taken within 24 hours of the PCR test. Uh, and then also, uh, lastly, two negative uh, MESA tests. So uh, there's various ways that it can happen. Um, and also to, to keep, uh, keep in mind that players have to be asymptomatic um, in order to, uh, for, for any of that to, to apply, they also have to be asymptomatic. So uh, showing no symptoms. Uh, to backtrack real quick, um, uh, Sam, um, you might ask, well, I thought the NFL was cutting down on um, on testing. You know, why are so many players testing positive, and why did so many Raider players uh, test positive? If vaccinated players uh, don't have to be tested anymore, which they don't, uh, there's no mandatory testing anymore for vaccinated players, except for uh, those players that are showing symptoms, whether it's self-reported or maybe a staff member, a teammate, a coach. You know. Uh, one of the training staff says, uh, "Hey, you're, you're you're coughing a little bit too much. You're sniffling a little too much. We need to get you tested." Um, that's one way uh, a vaccinated player can get tested. Um, or, uh, and each week this happens, the NFL and their doctors designate a certain group of players for each team uh, to be tested. Um, so, so there is testing going on. It's just greatly reduced. Uh, and in the Raiders case, you can look at the fact that there were a bunch of linebackers that tested positive uh, on Monday kind of tells you that uh, either the whole linebacker room was uh, showing symptoms or they were the targeted group uh, this week. And, um, you know, in addition to all that, one other clarification to make, uh, you know, Sam, is, well, why are so many players testing positive right now? And these are record numbers, even with the greatly reduced amount of players that are being tested, uh, the the positive results are going through the roof. Well, it's because of the new variant that's going on. This is at least what the, uh, what the NFL has determined. And really it seems the nation has determined this too. There's a new variant that's going on, going around, uh, that's highly contagious. Um, so for anyone that's listening, mask up, do the right thing. You don't want this. Um, it can be a hassle now on the, on the positive side, it's not, this variant is not as, um, doesn't pack, as powerful a punch uh, as others or the original COVID-19. So that's good. Uh, that That's a good news. But the, the highly, the high contagious contagiousness of it um, has resulted in a lot more positive tests, not just in the NFL, but in all sports and really across the country. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's surging. I mean, that's what's happening. It's, it's, there's the virus is continuing to surge. We're seeing it in the NBA. We're seeing it in college basketball. We're seeing it in the NHL. We just had a pause to their season uh, last week. So, the Raiders aren't unique in the fact that they're going to have to deal with this. Like this is something that pretty much every team in some way, shape or form in any league that's actively participating right now is having to figure out how to navigate on the fly. It's tricky. We're all doing the best we can. And that's what the Raiders are going to be tasked with uh, again this week, uh, getting ready to play a really good Colts team in another do or die game. They've been in playoff mode the last you know three weeks now. And, and lo and behold, even with the ups and downs, the highs and the lows, the, the positive tests, the, the whatever, 
They are right here with their destiny in their hands. Unbelievable. Yeah, exactly. And I'm literally writing as we speak a story um, that um, you know, kind of explains all this, number one. But number two starts getting into, all right, so if the Raiders can't, don't have any of these guys, what are they going to do defensively? Yeah. Um, which is, it gets complicated. Um, you know, uh, I think Casey Hayward and Denzel Perryman are the two, you know, I, I hate to say the, use the word indispensable, but they're as indispensable as, as, uh, as possible. And your top corner. Yeah. Top, top corner and a pro bowl linebacker. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and so Casey, I, I think he's played every snap this year. Uh, I can't remember him coming off the field. Uh, at all, but in any case, he started all 15 games. Um, so how do you replace Casey Hayward? Um, well, uh, if that were to happen, um, you, you, you got to hope the Raiders got to hope that Brandon Faison, uh, who went on the COVID-19 list on December 22nd, which would have been Wednesday, um, the Raiders will hope that he comes back and tests out uh, and, and returns. But if he can't uh, play, then um, the starters, and keep in mind, Trayvon Mullen um, is is on the injured reserve list. He's not eligible to return uh, yet. So uh, you potentially have Casey Hayward, Trayvon Mullen, and Trayvon Mullen's replacement, Brandon Faison, not available uh, on Sunday. This is a worst case scenario, but you have to you have to um, you know uh, keep it in mind. Got a brace for so, it. Yep. Yeah. If that happens, then uh, Desmond Trufant, I would imagine, gets a start. Uh, and then Keyshawn Nixon, who played, filled in admirably on Sunday for Nate Hobbs, uh, who was just returning from the COVID-19 list and really wasn't, you know, up to speed and all that. Because, you know, when you when he, Nate went on the COVID-19 list last week, and when you're on the COVID-19 list, you have to quarantine. So um, for the length of time that you're on, on that list. So so he, when, when Nate Hobbs did return, um, it really wasn't at full force. So he couldn't really play his slot cornerback position. Uh, Keyshawn Nixon filled in admirably uh, there. Leads me to think, uh, Sam, that it would probably be uh, Trufant and Nixon starting at, at the uh, perimeter cornerbacks with Nate Hobbs uh, returning um, to his slot cornerback position. Yeah, and that, and that feels logical just based on what we've seen the last couple of weeks. Um, that would that would make sense, and it would it would at least at the very least give the guy the Raiders Nate Hobbs returning to his position. Keyshawn Nixon, like you said, has done a very nice job um, in relief of Nate Hobbs and. Of course, has experience playing on the perimeter, and then Brandon Faison, who who has done a a nice job up at times throughout the season as well. That's what you that's what you'd have to to hope for, right? I mean, that would be if, if you can't get Casey Hayward back. And again, this is you have this is where we're at in the season. You have to patch things together and figure out how to make it work. Nobody's feeling sorry for anybody. That's not happening. These games are all meaningful for every team that's in a similar position, and that would be that that, that like you said, Vinny seems like the the realistic logical route to go. Uh, if guys can't clear protocols in time. And now we're joined by Chuck Esposito, director of race and sports for Station Casinos. Chuck joins us every week to talk about the Raiders, the Vegas betting landscape, and all things sports. Chuck, uh, before we before we dive in, want to touch on something very quick. We recorded the first portion of the podcast before Carson Wentz was placed on the COVID reserve list. Obviously, Indianapolis Colts quarterback going to be unavailable against the Raiders. Changes the dynamic of that game completely with both teams already dealing with COVID issues now. Indy, without their starting quarterback, was having a very good bounce-back season. Chuck, just when you found that news out, um, what were your immediate thoughts, and how has that affected um, the line? Do you guys still have this game on the board right now? Uh, first, Sam, you know, happy holidays to you and, you know, all the listeners. And my first thought was to take the game down immediately and, and reevaluate. Uh, no, we do not have it on the board uh, right now. We will put it up shortly. But, 
Um, it's, uh, you know, it, it's kind of catastrophic, I would think, for the Colts right now. Um, you know, they sit in a really good spot uh, at nine and six. They've won three in a row. Oh, they probably can't catch, catch the Titans because they've lost twice, but they've got Brent Hundley and, and Sam Edinger as their backups right now. And it's a Raider team that after two wins really, you know, benefits from that, I think. I know they've got a lot of defensive players who are in the COVID protocol right now who have a chance to come back and, and potentially play in this game. That won't be the case for Carson Wentz because he's unvaxxed. So uh, if that information is correct, he could miss the remainder of the regular season. And the Raiders play the Chargers, you know, week 18 at home in Vegas in Allegiant. That could be the flex game. It could mean something to both those two teams. So my guess is the Colts will be a very small favorite when this game goes back on the board, maybe around one and a half or two. But that is a big difference as far as the line goes. And I think we've seen it. We've seen Ian Book and and Johnson and so many of these young quarterbacks, Fields and and Lance and and really struggle so far this year as young quarterbacks making their debut. So it is going to be a huge adjustment to the line. Absolutely. And Chuck, just with what we're seeing with the widespread COVID around the NFL from, from you, with your perspective on your side of the counter, have you ever dealt with anything like this at any given point? I mean, it just feels like there's so many key players on every team and there's positive tests coming up on game day and, and the day before the game and all that. How have you guys dealt with this on your end of the counter? It's it's extremely difficult, I think, for both sides. I think we find ourselves, you know, from the, the handicapping or the bookmaking side of it, handicapping the, the impact of, of COVID, meaning that how many players are missing and who those players are instead of just handicapping the games themselves. And, and I think it becomes a difficult task for both sides is what is the, the adjustment that needs to be made when there's multiple players missing? You know, it, it's a combination of COVID and injuries and, and other things, but we're in an information era, Sam. We're trying to be as, as tuned in as we can and do our homework. The public's extremely, extremely well-educated and versed, and they're following it too. But you see a lot more you know, fluid line moves, a lot of games maybe taken off the board temporarily, all stuff that we'd prefer not to do. But uh, again, very, very fluid situation across all sports um, as we speak. Absolutely. Very, very, very fluid and unprecedented, quite frankly, with where we're at now, the number of guys on the list um, and whatnot. Going back to the actual football game, Chuck, uh, last couple of weeks, right, the Raiders looked like they were dead in the water. All of a sudden, they have been resuscitated and they come back to life. What do you make of the, the way that they played? Um, the last couple of games and, and how do you see this matchup with the Colts taking to shaping up now that we know that Carson Wentz is going to be playing? Well, no question. Uh, the Raiders have been in uh, playoff mode for the last two weeks. Those are playoff games to them. Um, yep. you know, they're still only four and four at home. Um, so that, that week 18 game is going to be huge. Uh, they need to win this game. I mean, Sam, this is a huge game to both these teams. I think the Colts at, at nine wins are kind of still in a good spot. Um, you know, again, depending on what happens with the rest of the teams, but big game to both teams, but I think much bigger than the Raiders, knowing that they would host the Chargers week 18 yeah. at home, which could be, um, you know, control your own destiny. You went out and you get in. So they played well. They they need to get Waller back, I think, to help. Maybe Brian Edwards will be back this week. But it was great to see Jacobs get untracked, and hopefully some of these defensive players can come back. But uh, that's going to be a big game now for these two teams. And, again, a huge adjustment in the line. You were looking at the Colts, Sam, as over a touchdown favorite and a game yep. that was trending upward yesterday. It has done a complete 180 now and is trending closer to pick than anything else. Uh, sign of the times, Chuck. Sign of the times. Going around the NFL now, Kansas City, another dominant victory over the Pittsburgh Steelers. They are on, they are on fire uh, both in the NFL and against the number uh, they travel to Cincinnati 
play a very good Bengals team. The number I'm seeing right now, Kansas City by five. Chuck has, I mean, it feels pretty clear to me the Chiefs are back, right? Is, is that what you've seen so far? And how do you see this matchup uh, shaking up with a, with a Bengals team that just threw for 500 yards uh, the other day against Baltimore? I absolutely think the Chiefs are back, Sam. I mean, they're on a complete roll right now. This was a team that when we talked, you know, I think around week five, um, they were in last place in the AFC West, yet they still had the second shortest odds in the AFC to win the Super Bowl. They've now yep. won eight games in a row. They're seven and two at home, four and two away. They're on a roll. Their defense especially is playing outstanding football right now. Uh, you're right. It's a Bengal team that's fun to watch. Joe Burrow's exciting. Chase, Higgins, Boyd, Mixon. Yeah, I mean, that is a fun team. I mean, he threw for over 500 yards, yet they're only four and four at home. I think one of the concerning things here is that yeah, they have had some struggles at home. Uh, their backup quarterback, Brandon Allen, just got put in COVID. Usually, you know, it's not just one guy. So it's something to really keep an eye on. Hopefully Burrow and him weren't, in, you know, didn't work in the same kind of rooms together um, as far as watching film and things like that. But this is probably one of the better games, if not the best game on the board uh, for Sunday. And big game to both these two teams. They try to, the Chiefs lock down uh, the best record in the AFC and the Bengals who are trying to win the AFC North. Another big game Sunday, Chuck. How about those Miami Dolphins uh, that our producer Larry Muir knows and follows quite well? They have won seven in a row. First team in NFL history to have a seven-game losing streak and seven-game winning streak in the same season. They're giving three and a half to Tennessee. Big matchup for both teams. <laughs> Chuck, what's gotten into Miami? And, and is this can this thing keep rolling? You know, it really started, Sam, when they played um, uh, the Ravens on that primetime game. Uh, a while ago yep. when this when this winning streak started. They blitzed Lamar Jackson more than any other team that night. It was a defense that I thought underachieved this year. They were so much better last year. You get a healthy Tua back, the emergence of, of Jalen Waddle, and you've got Parker and, and Gesicki and a running back by committee. But really, it's that defense right now. Not only are the only team in NFL history to have a seven-game winning streak and a seven-game losing streak, they can be the only team to make the postseason that ever started one and seven. So they can flat out play defensively. And again, I love Waddle. I mean, he's got an opportunity to break Aquan Bolden's record for the most catches as a, as a rookie wideout. They've got a lot of good pieces there. And uh, they're playing a Titan team that isn't the same team when you don't have all three of their skill position players in Henry Jones and Brown. They had two of them last week in Jones and Brown. It looks like it's only going to be one in Brown this week, but still a big game for both these teams. I still think the Titans, once the postseason starts, um, if they get all these pieces back, they're still scary good. They're a much different team. And if Henry's rested, I know he'll be a little bit rusty, but they're a team that I still think could be playing in February. Wide open AFC outside of Kansas City. It looks like the Chiefs, like you said, Chuck, have distinguished themselves, but everybody else, hard to tell, right? Going to the NFC now, game that uh, I, I like a lot, a matchup I like, very, very crucial one in the NFC when it comes to that playoff seating. The Dallas Cowboys and the Arizona Cardinals. Arizona giving five and a half. Dallas coming off of a throttling of the Washington football team. Chuck, you buying Dallas as a Super Bowl contender again after that their uh, swoon, you could say, and what's happened to the Cardinals? Yeah, first of the Cardinals, Sam, I, I kind of, I've been that guy that has not jumped on their bandwagon all year. I know they're good yep. in the 10 and 5. Being a Bears, I would trade that record for anything and a shot in the postseason. But they're, they're, they're a better road team than home team. They've, they've lost five of their last eight games. I always thought they were below the Cowboys, the Rams, the Packers, the Bucks, and I still feel that way. As far as the Cowboys go, I am jumping on board. I mean, the reason being not that offense, it's the fact that they can flat out play D. When you have those defensive young players and Parsons and, 
and Diggs and that line and linebacking crew, they are flat out good on the defensive side of the ball. Um, when you can run the ball with Elliott and Pollard and play defense the way they do uh, and know that in a shootout, if you happen to get in a game, a playoff game against Brady, against Rodgers, you've got Prescott, those three wideouts. I think this Cowboy team is really good. And if for some reason the Packers were to lose one of their last two games and they've already lost once to Minnesota this year, the Cowboys own tiebreakers and would be the number one seed in the NFC. But I am definitely buying uh, the Cowboys right now. I think defensively, they are awfully good. We are coming down in the stretch run, Chuck. Anything else you want to touch on about the Week 17 slate uh, before we wrap up here? I guess you're looking at a bunch of big, big favorites again. You know, the Bucks yeah. being, you know, a two-touchdown favorite. The Patriots being that big. The Niners being that big. The Bills being that big. I mean, there's some definite mismatches across the board right now, but so many games still mean something to so many teams, Sam. It's going to be fun, not just this week, but week 18. I know last year they couldn't flex the game week 18 because there wasn't any games that meant anything to both teams. I kind of hope that's the case this year. And again, I'm a little bit biased, but I would love to see a Charger Raider primetime game week 18, primetime to see which one of those teams gets in the playoffs. And I think it would be fun for, you know, especially for us Vegas guys. It certainly would, Chuck, and we're not far off from that. We will we will check in with you next week after what promises to be another wild week in the NFL. It doesn't stop, and the beautiful thing is the playoffs are still two weeks away, so that's going to be a blast as well. We appreciate you coming on, giving us your expertise and insights as always, and have a happy new year. We look forward to talking to you next week. Thanks, Sam. Happy new year to you and your family as well and, and all the, the listeners, and I look forward to chatting next week and seeing what we're, what we're facing heading into week 18. Would you look at that? Damn, I look good. What's up, everybody? It's me, Stephen Money. It's football season, and I want you to know that you can bet on me, the STN Sports app. So sign up today and get started with me, the local favorite. is finally back and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Raiders tickets anymore because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all NFL tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices on all of their NFL tickets. Don't believe it? If you can find better prices for the same seats on another site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. Now led under interim head coach Rich Bisaccia, everyone's going to want to see how the Raiders season continues to unfold and if they are in fact a playoff bound team. That's why you've got to visit TickPick.com slash Vegas Nation today to save $10 on your first order of Raiders tickets. As of right now, uh, literally as of right now, the only um, reserves that the Raiders have is singular. It would be Amik Robertson. He's literally the only reserve cornerback that they have on the active roster right now. They do have Tony Brown, who's on the practice uh, squad, um, but that's that's where uh, <laughs> that is uh, right now. So we'll see how the cornerback situation plays out the rest of uh, the rest of this week. Um, as far as Perryman, um, if he's not able to go, it gets compounded that issue gets compounded because his basic replacement, KJ Wright, is also on the COVID-19 list right now. So um, if they, if both of those players can't go, 
Um, and KJ Wright filled in for Perryman of, uh, you know, the chiefs game and the Browns game when, 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 uh, when Perryman was down with an ankle injury. So uh, if both of those players can't go, uh, you'd expect Markel Lee and Will Compton, who's also missed a couple of games dealing with the death uh, of his mother. Um, if he, if Will Compton comes back, then Markel Lee and Will Compton uh, become the, uh, the, the linebackers or the middle linebackers, basically. Um, then you have to move over to Corey Littleton's position. Now uh, in his case, uh, he's lost a lot of playing time to uh, rookie Devon Diablo, who's uh, emerging uh, on a game to game basis. So uh, divine obviously uh, retains that position, but again, it starts cutting into the depth. Uh, so you would probably expect Javin white um, to come back um, and uh, you know, off the practice squad, he'd probably get a, a look off the practice squad. Uh, and, and don't forget uh, Patrick, Anwaswar is also on the COVID-19 list. He's a key reserve. So as you can see, it, it, it's getting a little bit dicey here, um, uh, Sam. Yeah, the second and, and third levels of your defense that, you know, essentially helped anchor the last couple of victories, right, Vinny? I mean, the defense has been tremendous the last couple of games uh, in light of, you know, some favorable circumstances, but nonetheless have played extremely well. Now you're playing a really, really tough team on the road, potentially with your backups at, linebacker and defensive back not exactly ideal when you have to deal with Jonathan Taylor and a rejuvenated Carson Wentz that's playing very well in a much more simplified role because of Jonathan Taylor that running game they have right and yes exactly and uh, backups of backups uh, as yeah. well so um it goes it gets pretty deep here uh Sam um it, okay so then let's talk a little bit about Darius Phylon filled in nicely uh, for an injured Jonathan Hankins on uh, on Sunday against the Broncos uh, was was in that uh, rotation that replaced um, Hankins and really the defensive line played very very well uh, against the Broncos. So if there's no Darius Phylon, the Raiders obviously hope that Hankins can come back. He's having a really good year uh, and is a key component in the um, in the uh, defensive line rotation. <clears throat> so um, you know Hankins, Solomon Thomas, Kendall Vickers. Um, you know, obviously Max Crosby, Unique and Gakwe, uh, Cleve Farrell can move inside a little bit. Uh, you still, you still have most of your defensive line, um, you know, but, but Phylon uh, has been a nice reserve when he's called upon. Uh, so a lot of this now is predicated on whether Jonathan Hankins, uh, gets, gets back. Um, and here's, here's the thing that we haven't even talked about, um, Sam, Okay, you know, um, at this from this point forward, uh, the testing throughout the week is all going to be symptomatic. Anyone who has symptoms, um, you know, now will 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 be the players that get tested. Nobody else has to be mandatorily tested um, unless, again, they're showing symptoms. Well, if you look around the NFL, Sam, um, the 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 trend is what the trend is that. As the week goes on, more players start showing symptoms, more start players start testing positive. So as we speak today, which is Tuesday morning, um, there's no, uh, you know, who knows where this is all headed. Look at what happened with the New Orleans Saints, the Cleveland Browns a couple of weeks ago. They, you know, as we found out, including the Raiders a little bit last week, there's no guarantee that this is the end of it. Yeah. Yeah. This thing's fluid. This thing's fluid. I mean, Vinny, we, the, like you said, look at Cleveland. I mean. They played with – they lost 20 guys in the span of a couple of days. I mean, it, it, this thing, with the way this virus is moving and surging, like who knows where we're going to be at 
by Friday. This could just be the tip of the iceberg, or it could be all the Raiders have to deal with. That's to be determined. And then also on Indy's side too, that like is also fluid for the Colts as well. So that again, I, I don't mean to beat the horse to death, but it's it's just this, this is a sign of the times. It's a sign of the times. The end. This is the end of the year. This is December football, and normally it's you know injuries at this point that add up. And of course, both teams dealing with those as well. But now you're dealing with the virus too, in in meaningful, huge do or die games. Yeah, exactly. And you could get to a point where you know playoff uh, seedings are are um, you know are, are are being are being determined by in large part by players who maybe not even on the roster a couple of weeks ago. You know, for a lot of teams. So uh, again. Look what happened in the Saints against uh, the Dolphins on Monday night. You know, it was like, who are these guys out here? It's like a replacement uh, a league. And we're seeing it in the NBA. I mean, heck, Joe Johnson just, uh, you know, uh, signed yeah. with the Boston Celtics to uh, to help fill in. Uh, the, the the Lakers have brought back Stanley Johnson and Darren Collison. These are names from the past, man. I don't know if you could do – I've seen some old football players say, hey, man, I got a few snaps of me if you need me. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, it's a little yeah. bit more difficult. Like in the NBA, you figure a lot of these guys are staying in shape, playing in rec leagues, you know, uh, um, just, you know, just being being good to themselves and staying healthy and all that kind of stuff is probably a little bit easier. Not saying that um, there's no difficulties, but probably a little bit easier to be able to step onto an NBA court uh, and give somebody some minutes than it is to just walk – back out onto the football field and do what you got to do in that kind of a sport. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, you can't, it's hard to simulate football unless you're actually simulating football. Like these guys do a practice every week. That's why you practice. Cause you do your best you can to simulate game like situations, right? Like you said, with basketball, very, in a lot of ways, you can stay in shape on your, on your own practice, shooting cardio, all those things, very independent of, of the team kind of structure, but you're going from guys potentially that haven't played football at all this year to having to potentially play key snaps in huge games with playoff seating online. It's just, it's weird. It's wonky. We're, we're, we're having to all navigate it um, collectively. And in that's what it looks like we're going to be doing for the foreseeable future. I mean, I can't imagine any of this is going to suddenly stop. I mean, this is going to tr- probably going to trickle into the postseason, correct? It, it would certainly feel that way. There's no doubt about it. And uh, it'll be really interesting to see what some of those rosters look like come playoff time, which you know, um, it, 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 it very well could be that, um, <laughs> you know, uh, there's some surprise team that wins well as a result. I mean, we can't, uh, you have to account for that. You know, you have to, you have to figure that some kind of craziness could happen as a result of, of all this. So, um, we'll see, uh, you know, for the Raiders, the good news is they've got something to play for Sam. Let's not lose sight of that. Um, you know, we kind of all woke up to the news yesterday or, or you know, uh, evolved into it as the day went on. Kind of got a sense very early on that something was coming uh, on the COVID-19 list. Yeah. On the COVID-19 front, I should say. Uh, but the fact is, you know, regardless, and this is where you want to be this time of year, the Raiders are uh, right there in the thick of things. And again, if they win their next two games, they're in the playoffs. Huh? Yeah, I think many for for all this team has been through this year on the field, off the field. I mean, for the, the, the struggles they've had um, in, in November and early December from the coaching issues to the tragedy that, that happened here in November for the Raiders to be eight and seven. Right. And it hasn't been pretty. Um, it's been quite ugly at times. The offense still hasn't got back to the level we've seen it 
at earlier this year and probably won't at this point, given that they've scored 17 points or fewer seven in the last eight games. The defense was absolutely shredded by Kansas City. And despite all those things, they found a way to piece together two crucial victories in games that they had to have. And frankly, Vinny, in games that their opponents had to have too. The Cleveland and Denver were just as desperate in those games, given their standing in the wild card race and in their respective divisional races, uh, more so Cleveland on that end. And the Raiders found a way to win those games, right? Like they, for, regardless of how it looked, they found a way to win those games. They got the running game finally going after three plus months. They have their best rushing output in, in, in a game where they had to have it, where they had to kind of control the clock and play that style of football to win. And they did it. And they deserve credit for the medal, the mental toughness, all those things um, to, to, to be in this position, to stay together, to not let this thing fall apart at the seams. Because there was a number of opportunities where it easily could have, where they could have easily checked out. We see it all the time with teams around respective sporting leagues where they just get to a point where that's it. They, they pack up shop, they, 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 they pack it in, and, and it's on to the offseason, right? The Raiders didn't do that. They did not do that. And lo and behold, Look, we understand it's, it's going to be tough sledding in Indy. We know how good the Colts are, but stranger things have happened. Look at Dallas. Did you see Dallas the other night? The Raiders did. beat Dallas. Raiders yes. beat Dallas. So, they also lost to the team that they beat. 100%. It's, so it's, it's so weird. It's so week to week. Would it completely shock you if the Raiders beat the Colts? No, not at all. Absolutely not. Yeah. With the way the season is going, nothing has to be a complete shock. The Colts have a better team. They are playing better football. But the Chargers were playing pretty good, too, until they got the doors blown off by the Houston Texans. So anything can happen. And it's a credit to the Raiders. It's a credit to the leadership they have on their team, the captains, for keeping this thing together uh, going into Week 17. I mean, they're right where you want to be, all things considered. Yep. Uh, and we're right where we want to be, too, uh, Sam Horton, uh, <laughs> delivering all this news to Raider fans, whether it's positive or negative, whatever the case might be. Uh, we are here for you. It'll be an interesting week. Uh, to see where um, you know all of this is headed with the COVID nineteen, um, no no doubt it'll be an interesting game regardless of who's in uniform for either team. And as Sam mentioned, uh, the Colts are going through it too. So uh, this isn't just a Raiders thing; it's rampant across the NFL. And uh, and and really, this you know uh, it comes down to what kind of depth have you built? Um, who have you been able to? How, how are you coaching them up uh, in terms of guys that you know are, are might just be in your building um, uh, recently? I uh, got there recently. Uh, how much can you, um, you know, uh, expect guys to be able to do guys delivering? It's just, it's very fascinating. It's not ideal by any stretch of the imagination, but uh, the games go on and, and wins have to be achieved, uh, especially in the Raiders case. And that starts on Sunday and whatever happens, Sam, we're going to be here uh, next week to kind of talk about it and uh, explain it. Uh, if, if it's even explainable, I've kind of lost ways to describe everything that's going on, but we'll, We'll figure it out. Uh, but until then, Sam, thank you very much. Uh, really appreciate uh, all the hard work, uh, all the insight. Uh, we will talk to you uh, next week. I want to say thanks to Larry Muir, our great uh, producer, for doing everything that he does. Uh, always appreciate uh, Larry. And uh, lastly, of course, I want to say thanks to all the listeners. You're why we do this. Uh, remember to download our app, Vegas Nation, uh, or just go to VegasNation.com if you're, if you're just a computer person. Um, we've got you covered from A to Z in terms of greater coverage. Um, we've got you with stories, photo essays, columns, uh, podcasts, videos, uh, uh, virtual TV shows, basically, you know, uh, daily uh, uh, updates with, with videos and, a, and, a, and a, a, a pregame show that we do. So we've got you covered. There's nowhere that you're going to get 
uh, more um, in-depth or better, greater coverage in the Las Vegas Review Journal and Vegas Nation. Uh, so uh, check us out over at the uh, over on the app, Vegas Nation, or go to VegasNation.com. We've got you covered. Sam, take care of yourself this week. I will talk to you very soon. Bye. Uh, you too, Benny. Would you look at that? Damn, I look good. What's up, everybody? It's me, Stephen Money. It's football season, and I want you to know that you can bet on me, the STN Sports app. So sign up today and get started with me, the local favorite.